Welcome to the Development Policy Centre podcast. I'm Ashley Betteridge. In this episode, we bring you the inaugural address at the 2014 PNG update by Australia's Deputy High Commissioner to PNG, Margaret Adamson. Obviously, a transformation time for PNG's economy. 
with that first pass ahead of schedule. Another first. It's a, whenever I see Peter Graham, he's one of the happiest uh, people I think I've seen walking this earth today because bringing that project of such a scale in on, not only on time, ahead of time. I teased him a little and said, ah, you must have just built in some extra cushions. <coughs> I don't know whether that was the case or not. Certainly he's not telling me that. But it, certainly in terms of a realistic schedule, it's, it's just been a remarkable achievement for all concerned. A remarkable achievement, a remarkable milestone for Papua New Guinea. It's going to bring about remarkable GDP growth. And the O'Neill-Dion government is committed to investing, using this growth, for rebuilding and building new infrastructure, getting health and education back on track, and growing the agriculture and tourism sectors. Critical, obviously, to have a broadly based um, economic development. Vice Chancellor mentioned the SME sector, of course, an absolutely vital backbone to any economy. All private sector potential in this country has yet to be fully unlocked. The country is not only experiencing transformation in terms of its economy, but it's using transformational opportunities to project the country into a more active role on the regional and global stage. Major events are going to be hosted by Papua New Guinea for the next little while. We all know, of course, we're seeing the countdowns now towards the Pacific Games next year. But an absolutely enormous, enormous event is going to be here in 2018 for Papua New Guinea, and again, it comes to the economy. APEC 2018 will absolutely propel Papua New Guinea onto the global stage. That summit, which will bring all of the leaders of the APEC economies to Papua New Guinea, it is the major, it is the major collective of countries in our entire Pacific region dealing with policy issues in connection with trade and investment and that behind the border liberalising agenda. So the hosting of, of this, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing event in its own right, just as next year is going to be a, a wonderful opportunity for PNG to host a, a very important sporting event. APEC, of course, is all about that economic space, as I've said. And to have not only the capability to pull together the hosting of, of such a major event, but the policy agenda leading up to and at that event is of vital interest, not just to PNG, but of vital interest to all members of APEC including, of course, Australia. I think from what I've been saying already, and I know none of you would doubt, that this is a dynamic and exciting time. 
to be in Papua New Guinea. I feel very lucky to be having a posting at the Australian High Commission during these years. This particular conversation is a fantastic opportunity, as I've said before, to, to, connect, to connect together, to engage in discussion about big economic issues, to consider big questions that arise at times of transformational change, to build our collective economic literacy. Economic literacy is vital for any economy, vital for every society, and it's wonderful to see the University of Papua New Guinea reclaiming its place with the development of economic literacy for Papua New Guinea. Australia cares deeply about this country and its future. We're genuinely committed to working with your government through all the levels of engagement, be it bilateral, but also often, these days, multilaterally, through our aid program, through our defence cooperation, the Australian Federal Police and other efforts to help this nation continue to grow strongly to become a stable and prosperous partner for Australia. Economic growth, goes without saying, is fundamental to combating poverty. And again, this economy has been showing such strong economic growth. We should be seeing some very good results in combating poverty. With strong growth forecasts continuing, there are tremendous opportunities to share the benefits and ensure inclusive socio-economic growth for all of the people of this amazing nation. Among this audience, I was doing a bit of a count before, I think I see a reasonable number of women. Maybe all the women can put up their hands. Don't just get a sense, are we? It's not half, is it? It's not bad, but it's, it's, it's not half. We are slightly more than half when it comes to statistics. So it's always great that we can aim for about half. Whether it's in Parliament, Minister, whether it's in the Foreign Service, as I say to my own colleagues, whether it's in universities and, and, and other endeavours. We have, for the first time in Australia, a woman as a foreign minister, and we've been very proud recently to have a Governor-General and Prime Minister. Foreign Minister Bishop, who is a great personal, great personal friend of Papua New Guinea, has a great affection for this country. Over the time that I've been here, over the last couple of years, she was visiting frequently in her opposition role and has now commenced a pretty regular pattern of engaging with PNG again, including through visits. At the Australian PNG Business Forum in Cairns last month, speaking about women, she said, women need to be empowered to have access to agricultural resources and to finance 
to be leaders in business, in politics, in education, in all communities, in law and order, quite clearly. In discussing women's empowerment and women's participation in the formal economy and in labour markets, it's an important part of the economic conversation that needs to be had for all of us as we ponder our respective societies and their futures. With economic growth comes an opportunity to plan for future generations. And I know that your government has been very, very seriously considering that transformational, intergenerational impact of the resources boom, the resources opportunity uh, that, that Papua New Guinea is blessed with. So we are supportive of Papua New Guinea's intention to establish a sovereign wealth fund which will meet international best practice. We know the business community has a strong interest in seeing a sovereign wealth fund established because it will help build long-term community support for resources investment in PNG. By building confidence that the government is managing the revenue from projects with an eye to the future of the country. I'd also like to note that we congratulate PNG on the acceptance of its application for candidacy of the Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative. As the experience of a number of other countries who have joined the EITI has shown, this is an instrument that can help strengthen community support for the resources sectors and also increase investor confidence through the reporting mechanisms, which go, of course, to transparency. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me just bring my remarks to a close. You're all impatient to, to hear a, a major address from Treasurer Kruat. Just to note once again, our deep commitment as a nation to build upon this relationship that we have with our nearest neighbour, to build this economic partnership, to build our political partnership, to build our people-people partnership, to build our security partnership. Some of you may, in, in noting today's papers, have, have uh, noted that yesterday in Port Moresby we had our first bilateral security dialogue between Australia and PNG. This is another, another foundational brick, you might say, in the architecture of our bilateral cooperation and consultation. Both sides felt it was a pretty timely coming together following PNG's own defence white paper and national security policy promulgation. While in Australia, we are embarking on a new defence white paper exercise and on an incredibly practical level to talk about our cooperation in the defence space, in the law and, law and justice, law and order space, and also to talk a lot about APEC 2018, which of course brings me all the way back to your discussions over the next couple of days in the economic space. So I wish you 
all the very best. Ask lots of questions. Go away from this interaction in, enriched with your own ideas. And I wish you all the very best to apply those ideas and discuss with an ever wider um, set, of, set of friends and families as time goes by and every successful future. Thank you. You have been listening to a podcast from the Development Policy Centre. For more information on our work, visit our website at devpolicy.anu.edu.au. To join the conversation on Australian aid, Papua New Guinea and the Pacific, and global development policy, visit our blog at devpolicy.org. At the blog, you can also sign up to our newsletter for all the latest updates or connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening.